Church, Charlotte. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God bless you all. You may be seated. Thank you for worshiping with us. If this is your first time to visit with us, know every service is not like this, but this is our special All Nation Sunday service where we celebrate the nearly 30 different countries represented in our church, more languages than that in our church. We have four congregations that meet on uh, Sunday, two English, one Spanish, one French, and we have helped other international churches began. It's part of the core function and missional calling of First Church to empower all peoples to have a approach, a place, a house of worship unto God. I pray on a regular basis for communities that I want to see brought into an apostolic fold of rejoicing. It is a common thing for us to pray uh, for various ethnic communities that the Lord would help us create a spiritual connection with them that the Lord might work among us. If you're glad to be a part of an international multicultural church, take a moment right now and give God some glory in this house. We bless you, oh God. make you aware of some of the things that happen here at First Church very quickly. Almost every day of the week, we have an opportunity of spiritual connection. We'll start first with prayer. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, we have early prayer at 6.30 a.m. Uh, you can get the link for that off the church website uh, or submit a card in that we have out front, and you will get the text link for that. We have spiritual breakthrough, a uh, small group that has happens almost every Monday night. Pastor Anthony leads that. We have ladies' spiritual fellowship and connection on Tuesday nights. Pastor Lisa leads that. I teach a church-wide Bible study uh, on Wednesday nights. On Thursday nights, Pastor Don teaches a doctrine and spiritual growth class. Most Fridays and Saturdays, we are having small group events here at, uh, not at our church, but throughout the metro area. We have a neighborhood mentoring that happens on Wednesday night in the Life Center where we connect with families all around the church. We feed their kids. We put their kids in small groups for spiritual growth and just practical help. Uh, there's more, but for time's sake, I'll kind of start rounding up there. The point of all of this is not so much look at us, we're good. I'll go ahead and deal with that right now. None of us are good. Uh, all of us need Jesus. You'd be surprised how much some of us, like my wife, for example, needs Jesus. Uh, we need Jesus. We don't do it because we're good. We do it because God's good. And because he loved us and included us, we can't say we love him without loving you and including you. Uh, because in the kingdom of God, you do not pay back, you pay forward. I cannot pay God back for what he has done for me, but what I can do is open my heart to people that are unlike me, that come from different backgrounds, and I can do life with them or at least bless them in their life. And can some church folks say amen? Uh, I am not preaching a full sermon, although I'm tempted. Uh, there are, it's fun to preach to a full house. We did have some of our French Africans slip out because we were running out of space, and also a fair number of them actually do not understand anything I'm saying. <laughs> and so uh, uh, they, they, they are, will be having another service here in just a little while. Um, but I want to just very quickly 
put a couple themes before you, and I want to ask you to try to understand these themes. What is the purpose and the mission of the church in the earth? I could do this, I could answer this in terms of specific scriptures. Um, I could make it detailed, but for the purposes of this service, I'm going to make it very broad, and that is simply this. It is God's plan to make a broken world whole. It is God's plan to save that which was lost through sin and spiritual rebellion. But if he did it only of his power, he would have to take from you your right of choice. Therefore, power can never be an answer because power depends on you not getting a vote because you are cantankerous and you are ornery uh, and you want to do it your way and God loves you enough to not give up on you and not take away your right to make a bad decision if you want to. God loves you. This is a love story, not a power story. He laid down his power at Calvary. But he has, by covenant, found people that will turn all of their energy and all of their heart to the mission he has espoused, which is to manifest spiritual wholeness and spiritual healing in a broken world. We could not do it. He made it possible, and through him, we manifest this. We display this as personal testimony. In order for that to happen, the Lord needs to have people who are not forced. They are not made to do it. They choose to do it. That is the body of Christ in the earth. They are not forced. Their will is not taken away from them. Their desires are not taken away from them. They choose away from the flesh. Can I have a big amen? They choose away from sin. Is it easy for them? No. Their bed is warm in the morning too. You understand what I'm saying? It'd be nice for them to sleep in and not pray in the morning too. Their flesh acts up too. But they've made a decision not to give in to that. They strive. They, God cannot force them. He cannot make them. They must choose it. But if they will choose it, they will become the very sign, the first fruits, the earnest money of what God can do in life change for people who will turn their heart toward God. Therefore, in all organizations, all across the world, in all cultures, you will not find more successful organizations and change of human human hearts except those organizations where they call upon a higher power and they ask for divine help. But if they will do that, you will see whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous or whether it's a local community church, you will see people live out life change. You have to choose it. You have to repent of your sins. But if you will, God includes you in the testimony, the living testimony in the earth. So your mission, if you choose to accept it, if it feels like a mission impossible, I guess, um, if you choose to accept it, what you can do is live out the transformation God wants the whole world to see. Amen. Amen. Now, there are more that happens in a church. There is a fivefold purpose of the church, but in the interest of time, we've done this in Bible studies in the past. We'll do it again. I love it. I, I embrace it. Uh, but for today's purpose, I want you to see that if God is going to demonstrate 
how he changes hearts. He has to gather you with people who are different than you and show how well you are integrated with people. It is not natural for you to be integrated with, joined together with people of different uh, family cultures, different traditions, different styles, different happens, ha- uh, um, uh, habits, and the Lord brings you together, not just to suffer along together, but to have your heart soften toward one another. This can be addressed theologically. I could show you how through Christ, the separating walls between people have been removed, that temple, and before that, the tabernacle had dividing partitions between people. Gentiles were kept over here. Men were kept over here. Women were kept over here. Ministry was allowed over here. But everyone was separated from each other, and Christ removed the middle wall of partition. What? Between people. Not between saved and lost. That's the veil of the temple. He did that too. But don't pick and choose your scriptures to justify the fact that you won't get along well with other people. That is the veil of the temple that has given imperfect people access to holiness and righteousness, do you see? Uh, But it is the middle wall of partition that separates people from people. Christ did not just make it possible for us to enter into the holy place. He made it possible for us to open our heart one to another as an act of worship to him. He made it possible to accept people who don't look like us, act like us, vote like us, think like us, cook like us, or even raise their kids like us us, all to get together, how? As an act of worship to God. I don't do it because I'm a good citizen. I hope I'm a good citizen, but sometimes I don't know. You should hear what I say to the face of politics. They're all a bunch of idiots. Anyway, moving along, um, I don't really say that. I just was trying to express an emotion because my heart is pure. My heart is beautiful. It is, Christmas is coming. And so I want you to see I, I'm a good, I don't accept other people because I'm a good good uh, citizen. I'd like to be a good citizen, nor even a good neighbor. I'd like to be a good neighbor. I do it because I was deserving of exclusion and Christ accepted me. And as mercy is given, thus mercy is received. As acceptance is given, thus acceptance is received. And so as an act of what God has done for us, we are joined together. I want to say very quickly to you, the church was always intended to be in an, an incomplete creation. No individual can substitute a body of Christ in the earth. Paul deals with this specifically when he said, look, all of you guys have one personality. You know, I know you'd like to get with a bunch of other people just like you. And then you could say you are the one true church. Lots of people do that. Um, And you could then say you are the only way to do it. And you would have a cookie cutter church. And if everybody does this way, thinks this way, cooks this way, raises their kids this way, votes this way, then you're accepted. And not only that, y'all rest are going to hell. Um, uh, If you could do that, that'd be a temptation. But Paul Paul said, look, the church is like a body. Uh, A hand can't say to an elbow, I have no need of you. Uh, Your elbow can't say to your knee, I don't get what you're doing down there. And your foot can't say to your armpit, I think you're a bit smelly. (laughs) The point is, they're both a bit smelly, but you don't smell your own stink. Oh, that's a message right there. Anyway, what am I trying to say? The church was always incomplete with one people, one tribe, one nation, one kindred. 
And so a philosophy comes along that let's all split up where we're never forced to be reconciled one to another and let's have a bunch of different churches so we never have to be tested to see whether or not the love of God is changing us or whether we're just reinforcing our own sense of how the world should work. Um, That's not really how the New Testament church happened. You will find no place in the Bible where people intentionally made the church smaller for the purposes of exclusion. All of those people end up trying to kill the move of God, not promote the, the, the move of God. And so it is appropriate that when I come to church, your personality should maybe test me a little bit. Your style should be a little different than mine. Your manner of being and living should be a little bit different than mine because I cannot say I've been changed into his heart, into his likeness, and in his values, and then my make my world smaller and smaller and not have room for the apostolic stretch of all peoples, all cultures, all tribes, all kindreds gathered in worship of the one true God. Let me say it this way. It is the honor of my life to pastor First Church Charlotte. We can all be honest with one another and say coming to church will stretch your comfort zones. Um, uh, Dealing with other people's personalities will stretch your comfort zones. If you want to stay home alone with your TV preacher, um, I hope he's a good preacher. I hope he's doing a great job because you are not being tested or pushed, challenged or molded in any way. You're having self-serve religion and calling it selflessness, but it's not selflessness. It's you, you, and more you, and how does it feel to sit in those pajamas? Well, I do it sometimes. It feels lovely. What do I want to say? I want to say I thank God for all of you who value the body of Christ. You value joining with other people. You value forgiving people who made a mistake and they said something wrong, but they had a heart to make it right. You value them. Rather than collecting yourself into little pods of who you like and who you don't like, instead of making America divided, making our neighborhood and community divided, we intentionally open our heart one to another and we say, you sing different than me. I'm good with that. (laughs) You dance different than me. I'm good with that. And so it is that we have an opportunity to show our love for God by embracing people who are different than us. Will it test our sense of uh, comfort? Yes, it will. Will it challenge our sense of style? Yes, it will. Elbow your neighbor and say, I've always thought you were a little weird. (laughs) Now tell them, say, "Ah, ah, ah, but the church needs weird people too. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I, I want you I want you to see here that I am able to demonstrate how God has accepted me problems and all by accepting other people problems and all. I confess to you it will test me. I confess with you it will push me out of my comfort zone. You have no idea. I confess that it will make me struggle sometimes because I wanted commonality to reassure me rather than diversity to challenge me. But if you want to be a part of God's eternal kingdom, you better get real comfortable with people being different than you. 
I'm almost done, musicians, come. I want to say this to all of you. You different, you may be different than me, but when I open my heart to you, I am made stronger through that difference, and I am made uh, more Christ-like through that difference. You sing different than me, you worship different than me, but we are joined together in a testimonial example of how the kingdom of God transcends all limits and all barriers. Not only that, by coming together, there is a natural Christian culture of accountability, guidance, and spiritual mentoring that happens when we confess to ourselves, I need what other people have to offer. I need the accountability of others. I need the guidance of others. I need a community that protects, strengthens, and empowers me. Woe to the person who falls and they are alone because there is no one there to help them up, the wise man said in Proverbs. But blessed is the individual who, when they fall, they have someone else to help them rise up out of that place. Secondly, my potential to impact my world is much broader if I will do life, worship, and ministry with you. My personality is only limited to the manner in which it touches the people in my world. C.S. Lewis, the great Christian philosopher um, and and apologist and uh, teacher uh, and author, uh, he said this. He said, um, he's talking about his two friends. He said, one of them had passed away. He said, when I included um, more than one person in my friendship, I was not made poorer by sharing um, this friend of mine. He was referring to two dear friends he had. He said, when we joined ourselves into a broader friendship than just one-on-one or just two people, he said, I was not made poorer by sharing my friend. He said, the one, the other brought something out of the other's personality that my personality would never bring out. I was made richer because their personality was summoned out by another friend, excuse me, in a way, my personality did not do that. So it is in ministry, so it is in evangelism, so it is in leading others, so it is even in intercessory prayer, so it is in words of encouragement. I am not made poorer when uh, you give me a word of encouragement and then you give the person beside me a word of encouragement. I am made richer because you brought something out of the friend I brought to church that I was never going to bring out. And you had a word of strength and encouragement to the person I brought to church in a manner I was never going to bring out. None of us are a complete solution, a complete fellowship, a complete mentor to anyone else. I'm thankful for First Church today. I want to talk about a place to serve. Uh, All of us, because we are different, have ways and methods and means to serve that I would never see if I tried to make my reach more limited, if I tried to in some way uh, make myself more exclusive in any regard. Uh, All of us would be limited in the difference we could make if we only made our world as small as our comfort zone. 
we would all be limited in our ability to make a difference. But because we've thrown open the doors of our heart, the limits of the church much broader are much broader in our ability to influence and be a witness to our world. By having people unlike us, our testimony of God's love is not theoretical. As long as you love people you like, even the heathen do that. There's not much of a testimony. But when you throw open your heart intentionally, you become a living example of uh, what Paul mentions in 2 Corinthians. You become a minister of reconciliation. God, give this hour, this generation, an opportunity to live out spiritual reconciliation. And so let me end with this. I challenge all of you, rather than giving in to the spirit of the post-COVID age and limiting community, I challenge you to throw open the doors and the windows of your house and say, it's good for me to be exposed to people who are different than me, different backgrounds, different cultures than me. It's good for me to emphasize where we agree. It's good for me to emphasize acceptance in my heart and life. And because of that, it is a great honor and a great joy to do life, to do worship, to do ministry with all of you. I love that you could come into this church randomly and hear different languages being spoken. I love that you could come in and sit in different parts of the, of the, the service and depending on where you sat and where other people were sitting, you might have on one side of you a person uh, from uh, Jamaica. We have lots of good Jamaican people. I love my Jamaicans. They're good people, man. And uh, on the other side, you might have somebody um, that's like me. You're 100% American mutt. You don't know where you're from. You can't keep track of the lineage. All you know is here you are and you're glad to be here. On the other hand, you might have someone from Asia nearby you. In fact, you might have somebody from the northern parts of Asia like uh, China or Korea, uh, Japan. You might have somebody from the southern parts of Asia like Malaysia or Indonesia. Uh, or you might even be sitting by somebody from Australia and they're saying, good day, mate. Let's worship the Lord. Uh, it could be anything. Who knows? That was a pitiful accent. I don't even care. I enjoy doing it. I reserve the right to have fun in church. You have to accept me because I'm preaching about it. At least for today, you have to act like you agree. This is what I want to say. All churches, there is a reason to organize ourselves around languages because we do have to communicate. But as much as in us lie, we're going to open our heart to everybody we can and we're going to accept, we're going to embrace, and we're going to love. And what we're going to see is the outpouring of God's Spirit upon all flesh. Not just your flesh and your cousin's flesh and your neighborhood's flesh, but all. Somebody say all. All flesh. God does his best work in mixed audiences. God shows his love most powerfully in people from different backgrounds and cultures. Stand with me all across the house. I feel the presence of the Lord here today. There's been such beautiful worship in this house. I want us, I want us to have some time of directed prayer before we go across the parking lot and eat together. All kinds of food, taste of the nations. Some of it you'll like, some of it you won't like. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But your neighbor will like the stuff you don't. And you won't like the stuff they do. That's a good thing. 
Am I getting the point across here? There's a lesson even in the food you like. Some of you eat such bland food, I just want to go walk into oncoming traffic when I taste your food. I'm like, really? What is this? 1,500 shades of gray? That's a terrible illustration for a preacher to ever use in a play. That's just awful. How could you let me do that, J-Mac? I blame you, J-Mac. That wasn't even me. That, that was... Lord, tell me, make sure I don't do that one again. Other people who eat food so hot, I want to slap you every time I have to. Like, my God, really? My tongue is like, Jesus, take the wheel. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. I need you. Believe it or not, you need me. Together, we have an opportunity to be restored into a, a, a type of creation that we don't have to kill our brother if we disapprove of their offering. That's the spirit of Cain in the, other, in the earth. If I don't approve of you, I have to kill you. And it was first the children of Cain, uh, the, the sons of Cain who made weapons of war and began to kill each other. All started because they didn't approve of worship. You see, uh, we don't have to do that. We can embrace one another. We can accept one another. How many of you have a need in your physical body here today? You need healing in your physical body. Raise your hand right here today. All right. All right. How about here? Hand, that's a good number. How, how about right over here? All right. Um, if you would, if you would, would you step out, come down to the front or stand on the aisles right here? I want our pastors to move them. I, I'm, let's just have a healing service here uh, today. If you need healing in this house right now, I believe there's faith here for you to have a testimony of God's miraculous healing here today. Let's do it right now. Come, come, uh, come, come, come forward. We're going to pray for all of you who have a need of healing. Those of you uh, who have a testimony of healing in your past, I'd like you to come with them. I'd like you to find someone to pray for. And I'd like you to pray this prayer prayer, Lord, in the same manner you healed me and I'm a living, walking testimony. I want you to heal them today. Would you do that right now? Our worship team is going to lead us. I want us to believe together for the miraculous healing of God in this house here today. Extend your hand towards somebody. Step out of your pew. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Let's be. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four or five stars. By doing so, you will help others find our free podcast and bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.